Welcome to the Grant Writing Simplified Podcast. This is the place to learn how to make a big impact in your community through grant writing and nonprofit consulting. The world needs you to step forward as a grant writer and use your skills to lead with confidence. I'm Teresa Huff, former special ed teacher turned grant writer and nonprofit strategist. In my 20 years of freelancing, I've helped nonprofits triple their funding and exponentially increase their reach. Now I'm stepping up to mentor freelancers and nonprofit leaders like you who are ready to take your skills to the next level. It's time to get intentional about your vision so you can create lasting change in your community. Learn the skills and strategies you need to become the grant writer the world needs. Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to episode 68. Before we dig in today, I'd like to share a tool with you that I find really useful. Nonprofits and grant writers both often ask me where to find grants and how to keep up with all the different deadlines and ongoing projects, especially when you're juggling a lot of different applications at one time and for multiple clients. Recently, I discovered Instrumental and it's made my grant searching and tracking go so much faster. They have so many cool search features and a lot of funder data that's right there in the system. That would normally take me hours to dig up on my own. Instrumental really does bring all your grant prospecting, tracking, and the ongoing management all under one roof. I like it so much that I partnered with Instrumental to give you a free two-week trial and $50 off your first month. Go to TeresaHuff.com Instrumental and use the code GWSPOD. Give it a try and let me know how you like it. If you're listening in real time, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Whether you're in the U.S. or another country listening in, whether or not you celebrate Thanksgiving like we do here, I am so thankful for all of you listeners and your support of the podcast and your comments and feedback. That means so much to me. And so I just wanted to take a minute to appreciate you and say thank you. One other thing I want to mention, back in episode 41, I interviewed Carrie Bartkus about why she chose to start a ministry-based business instead of a nonprofit, and she is using her business to still serve others and to give back to the community. That was a great episode that I'll link to in the show notes, but I wanted to mention her specifically this week because she is doing a fundraiser for Thanksgiving. So instead of discounting and having a Black Friday sale, she is doing more of a Black Friday give back where a portion of the proceeds around Black Friday and through the end of November will go towards a local nonprofit in her community. So it's a really cool way. If you listen to her interview, she's just really using her small business to minister to others and still serve nonprofits in her community. Go check that out at lovedoesthat.org and support a small business and a nonprofit at the same time. Now, since we're heading into holiday season with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up and New Year's and all the season ahead that's always kind of busy, I also wanted to talk about the seasonality of grants and how grant deadlines tend to fluctuate based on certain times of the year and just to kind of explain some things around that. If you're not really familiar with the grant scene, then you may not be aware of this. I know I sure wasn't at first, but the more I got into it, the more I realized, wow, (laughs) there really is a whole different season around grants. 
I suspect that part of the reason for this has to do with the funding cycles, especially if you're talking federal grants at the government level. It probably has to do with their fiscal year, their funding, and when funding becomes available, and a lot of outside factors with that. Federal grants tend to come up more in the spring, and by spring I mean maybe they'll open up in like January or February and they'll be due sometime usually between March and May. So the spring grant season is usually pretty hectic, definitely at the federal level, but also there are a lot of smaller foundations and local foundations, state programs that are also due in the spring. And then during the summer things tend to slow down. I have written a local foundation grant or two here and there that always come due in the summer. And then sometimes in the fall, it picks back up again a little bit. I used to write a state application for a client and they always had a round in the spring and the fall. So you chose one or the other. And if you didn't win one, you could apply for the other. If you won, say in the spring round, then you weren't eligible for another round because you still had that open project going on usually things kind of slow down again. But the biggest time of year is that first part of the year into the spring. And so grant writers tend to be pretty busy that time of year with just cranking out the applications, working with clients. And then there are the slower seasons. So because of that, if you're charging by project or hourly or whatever, then your workload can fluctuate quite a bit depending on what time of year it is. And this can result in a feast or famine type of income and workload and just the commitments that you are able to take on because of that, unless you have maybe a team under you that you can outsource some things to. But this feast or famine cycle can be good for some and bad for some. That may be exactly what you want, or it may just be kind of awful. The reason I thought about this was Recently, someone came to me and said that they were asked to find a grant for a local organization and they were struggling to find anything right now. There were some that the deadline had already passed or it would be coming up again next year, but there was nothing out there right now. And I said that may be kind of typical because sometimes late fall can tend to be a slower time of year. And that is not uncommon. However, there may be some foundations that have quarterly deadlines or twice a year, some even monthly, but that's not very often. And usually if you've been awarded one, then they may have a restriction of you can't apply until another year or maybe three years or whatever their rule is about that, that they want to be able to cycle others through if you've been awarded. So with this feast or famine cycle, it's important to think about how do you want to design your ideal workload, whether you are a grant writer for a nonprofit or if you're a consultant trying to build up your freelance business, what do you want that to look like and what's ideal for you? For me, when my kids were really young and I was trying to work from home and juggle being mom and writing grants and keeping all this going, the project basis worked great because if I had a really big grant due, I could trade babysitting hours with a friend and I could really focus and crank some things out. But then I would have a break and kind of have a breather and be able to get back to family life for a while until the next project came up. 
So in that season, for me, it was ideal. I've also had a couple of people in the Fast Track to Grant Writer program who are getting close to retirement. Maybe they have grandkids that they want to be able to visit. So they don't want to be committed to a 40-hour work week. They don't want that consistent of a workload, and they're okay with having that income fluctuate as well. So we've talked about ways they can design their freelancing business to have that project basis as opposed to the consistent income. Now, there may be other seasons in your life where you really need the income. Maybe you're the breadwinner, or maybe you just are responsible for certain bills that you need that steady paycheck coming in. So then there are ways that you can design those services. And that's what we really dig into in the Fast Track to Grant Writer is other ways that you can figure out how to level up your income so that you can make bigger money for yourself and the nonprofit and that bigger impact that you're wanting to do. And that may look like just grant writing, or that may be other services that you can offer as well that are very complementary to that. Either way, though, this is a great time of year to be learning and planning. Just because grants might be a little slower right now doesn't mean you can't be doing anything. This is a good time to be learning about the process, to be starting planning and talking to nonprofits and figuring out what types of services you can offer. And we talk a lot about that in the Fast Track program because the students in there, they all come in with these crazy good skill sets and these things that they have to offer their communities and they just don't realize it. They don't realize how that applies to nonprofit work. So that's what we really dig into of how you can design that around the way you want this to look. But it's important to know, like going into the busy season of grants, that that springtime is going to be busy. So it's important to allow time for that season and work ahead as much as possible, get some things in order and have a plan mapped out for those grants and start reviewing the applications so that you can be more prepared and you're not just trying to slap some applications together left and right and they get haphazard, you get your wires crossed, you put the wrong foundation name on the wrong grant, it turns into a mess. You do not want to get in that kind of situation. So it's important to allow time for that so that you can plan ahead, stay organized, have your systems in place. And this is, a, like I said, a good time of year to be laying some of those foundational pieces. And then that way, you also need to plan extra buffer time when you're applying for the grants because things will always take longer than you expect. <laughs> Just like in life, when you're trying to do something, it almost always takes longer than what you think it will. And so you need to make sure that you are looking at all those pieces, all the requirements, and staying on top of those to allow plenty of time to get those completed in time so that you aren't scrambling at the last minute. I don't want you setting up a grant writing business for yourself that is going to stress you out and make you miserable and be something that you hate. I really want you to set up something that you enjoy. So that's why I'm telling you this now so that you can think this through and go through what you want this to look like. Is the fluctuating project cycle perfect for you or do you need that consistent income? And then you can think through and work backwards from there of how you need to design your freelance grant writing business. We go into this in depth in the Fast Track to Grant Writer. If that is something that you're needing support with, I would love to help you get these pieces in place before the end of the year so that you can hit the ground running in 2022 with your freelance grant writing business. 
If you're not sure whether or not grant writing is the right thing for you, you may not have heard, but I have a free quiz on my site. You can go to teresahuff.com slash quiz, and it just takes you through a few questions of do you have what it takes to be a grant writer? I'll ask you some questions. We'll work through those, and then you can see, is this something that I would really have a knack for? And you might surprise yourself with the skills you already have that you don't realize. So go take that quiz, TeresaHuff.com slash quiz, and let me know your results. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and enjoy some time with your friends and family this week. If you're one of our friends in other countries, then thank you for being a part of this and for being a part of our community. All right, have a great week and go change your world. 